Hello. Hey, Merlin. How are you? I'm great, Dan. How are you? I'm doing all right. Ten days into July. That's nice. Ooh, it's flying by. Yeah. <laughs> flying uh, by. Yeah? Yeah. Summer is on. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. I like it. You like the summertime. It's your time. I like the summertime. I like camp. Camp is a happy thing, and camp starts an hour later than school, yeah. and that is good for everyone. Yeah, I, school starts too early. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Are you going to get me started on this? Yeah, do it. No, no, no. No? No. no. How are you doing? You good? Yeah, very well. Good. You sound, uh, you sound sanguine. No, I don't. I wouldn't say that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, why, why would you, why would you say that? I think that's a good thing. I'm going to double check. Well, it, that word? would imply that it's a bad situation and I don't, I don't feel like it is a bad situation. Maybe like, it is. or positive, especially in an apparently bad or difficult situation. Right. Yeah. But is, is it bad? Cause it's also summer. blood red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, all right. All right. I'll do a better one. You sound, um, uh, provisional. Oh, all right, yeah, I can go along with that. Provisional. You sound necessary. Yeah, no, I am. Uh, you sound uh, antiquitidian. I'm going to have to look that one up. Me too. It's nice to be back. Yeah. It's mm. a long time gone. And here we yes, are again. long train running. Yeah. Oh, China Grove. <laughs> China Grove? Anyways, uh, what else is going on? Let's see, I got some stuff here. What do we got? We got stuff. Um, I have follow up. Okay. Do you have anything you want to start with? Do you have anything you want to open with? Nah. Wow, you sound sanguine. <laughs> I'm feeling that. I'm starting to feel that way. <laughs> that one down. That's good. Um, first of all, this is a late edition. Uh, we have the um, something like the 23rd ungainly X Men meetup is happening on Thursday, July 26th. You go to two cats comics, 320 West Portal Avenue in San Francisco. And you hang out, you hang out with me and, and my nerdy friends, and we, we talk about comics or not. And it's a really fun thing we do every couple months. I was in there the other day, picking up some of my books, and, um, and my daughter nearly put me out of business with that place. Really? But, uh, yeah, she got lots of stuff. She got lots of stuff. She likes the Simpsons comic. Uh, she got a couple trades. I got the Batman wedding. I was just going to say, I, I was reading an article about that and some people were saying that that was a really, really great comic and I need to go pick that up, I think. I think I'm confused. Well, they say um, that leading up to it, the story has been really good and uh, here's the article. It's it's actually on Kotki. Put it in notes. Uh, oh, good. Okay. The article is by Tim uh, Carmody, who I guess guests for, for Jason periodically. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's very good. And he's writing all about it. I will put it into our notes, which are going to be at 5x5.tv slash B as in brother, Batman, 2 as in the number, W as in Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. slash <laughs> 383. And, uh, huh? and so he writes about this and has some, uh, some excerpts from it uh, and, and stuff. But he, here's what he says. The real thrill is probably the run-up, which you can read in trade paperbacks now. My favorite issue might be number 36. And he goes on to explain why, and it's a it's a good article. But I think uh, I think I ought to go pick that up, huh? Yes, uh, it's got. I just flipped through it. I haven't read it yet. I got a problem with my thumb, so I'm not reading much. Um, a problem but, with your uh, thumb? I think I got a thumb problem. It's going away, but I got a thumb problem. What but happened? It's hard to read. It's I don't know. It's something. I think I, I think well, I got let's an talk infection. Talk through it. Talk through it. No, no. It's, I can't play my guitar. 
It's really, it's really upsetting. Can't play frisbee. Several of my summer projects have been derailed by my phone. Oh, I have a summer project. I'll make a note to tell Please you about the summer. Please put a fork project. in it. Let's right. do that. I want to hear that. All right. Um, the uh, I'm confused. Am I thinking of a Frank Miller line? Uh, isn't she a lady liker? Hmm. Selena Kyle. Um, but she was a lady liker and protector of ladies. I haven't read a Catwoman title in a long time. I, I don't know. I guess not. But I think you'd like it because they do that thing, that cheesy thing that I actually really like, where like different pages are done by different artists. Um, like different so in 2015, it says Catwoman revealed as bisexual in new DC comic. Okay. Okay, cool. Good in, for her. She's in, like, she's like Rosa. Shots, yeah. She's like Rosa. Do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No, I haven't seen that. So that's something good I should, should add. Brooklyn. You should definitely watch it. It's it's uh, it's silly, but it's Brooklyn. fun. It's it's kind of like a like a Parks and Rec, uh, you know, workplace comedy. Yeah, Mike Sure, Mike Sure, Mike Sure's a genius. He does a good place. He's a real good guy. Well, that's good. I got that, and I got uh, I got the new uh, BKV comic, which I haven't even cracked yet. Um, and I have two things on pre order that I'm very excited about. You know what they are? Where's my pre orders? I clicking. do. I'm clicking. You know what one of them is. You know it's coming in August. Yeah, exactly. What's coming in August? I can't wait. That's right. Fantastic Four coming back in August with Sarah Pacelli. Oh right, Sarah Pacelli's That's penciling, right. yeah. penciling the Fantastic Four. And I also have pre-ordered the BMB uh, Superman. Believe it or not, I'm going to read a Superman comic. Have you never read a Superman comic before? Not even the one I recommended. Um, I've read the Grant Morrison thing. I've read some Supermans, Supersmen. It's not really my jam, but uh, but uh, I'm excited to see what BMB does with it because he's got he's got a track record. Well, speaking of uh, of heroes, I just saw Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, me too. Loved it. Did you not like it? It was fine. Loved it was good. It. It, there's a lot. Okay, you know what it was? There's a lot about it that I enjoyed, and then I it was uh, you know there's a lot of stuff I just kind of didn't try not to think about too much. I thought the lady was great. The the lady ghost. Oh yeah, yeah, ghost. yeah. She was cool. She was good. You know what I loved? I you know what I love about I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I love. What I love about the Ant-Man stuff is the extent to which they use the changing of size in things like fights. I think that's so fun. Yeah. It, it's the first like really creative. I feel like not the first, but you remember when you first saw something like uh, Crouching Tiger with the mm-hmm. wire work stuff? Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Was America's introduction to that kind right. of stuff, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, but like you, you see like, oh my God, the, or like the Matrix, like you're doing something in three dimensions here. This is really interesting. It isn't just two CGI characters beating each other up for two hours. You're right. Infinity War. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's a fine. I'm sure it's a fine movie. But if Evangeline Lilly is in it and she's amazing she's charming she's, she's great so charming. in anything you could ha- I, could, I could watch an hour of her just like sitting reading a newspaper and drinking a cup of coffee and i would almost sit through a few seasons of a tv show that didn't make a whole lot of sense <laughs> but i'll tell you what magnets it was a fun fun movie good it comedy was fun. the cast is the cast is great there was a, i mean it's just i don't want to be a karma suck i mean i enjoyed it my, my kid and i both came out and we're like yeah it was good see we the, came um, out my kid and i came out and we're like that was great it was well, way more fun than uh infinity war a, I had been pre-warned. I had been pre-warned about the mid-credit sequence, and B, it was exactly what I expected it would be. See, that's a good thing. Yeah, um, I like but, to have my expectations set, and then I like to have them delivered upon. You know what it is? It's I don't like, want surprises. Uh, I'm not looking for. I'm not looking for like hard sci-fi by any means. Mm. 
according to John Syracuse, I don't think there's ever been anything truly hard sci-fi, but um, that would satisfy his, you know, high bar. <laughs> but, you know, there's so much something, something science stuff in this. And then you're like, oh, but it's also like, what? There's this like three digit number you got to get to. And that's where you find somebody in a quantum timeline. And she's got really nice nails for somebody who's been there for 30 years. Right. I, th- I had a lot of questions about. She was great. They were all great. The cast was great. I would recommend this movie. This is a good movie. It's a good movie. Go ahead. What did she eat down there? Well, how, how did she age? But she still has, like, like Allison Agosti says, like, how does she, did she have eyeliner down there? She looks pretty good. She's great. Her, her, her clothes aren't all torn up. You know, I love the kids. I think, uh, I like Ant-Man's kid a lot. She, oh my God, She's the cute. whole thing where they have to stay in the house and have the box fort. That yeah. was, that was <laughs> fan freaking tastic. I thought so that was, see that when I was watching it, I immediately thought of you. I'm like, this is the kind of thing Merlin would do. I if, used to do if that. If he had to stay of. in his house for more than an hour. We've made some box forts, never anything like that. Never anything that elaborate. But uh, no, it's fun, and it's got that light, the lighthearted spirit. I'm in the midst of a funny thing right now. I'm sorry. G- give me the rest of your remarks on Ant Man. Uh, I I'm just saying I I liked it. I took my ten year old son to it, and it was fun, and we both had a good time. Yeah, I I I think it's a good movie. I'd recommend it. We have a challenge this week. Uh, challenge. I'm starting to sound like I'm freaking Chicago. We have a challenge this week for <laughs> Dubai Friday. Um, well, I guess I can mention this. We usually only our Patreon people learn about this. But um, the challenge this week is you have to tell Max's father which movies should be watched if he wants to see and presumably understand Infinity War. And it's a very <laughs> just see all of them. <laughs> well, that's the challenge. Like you could just go, yeah, just go see them all. Yeah, yeah, see Dark World four or five times, so it really sinks in. Um, but I got this spreadsheet I've been pouring over for five days about all the different approaches. I got to save it for the show, but it's been very interesting to go back and reassess with a clear eye. Mm. So like, I've been trying to take it from a couple different angles. I did not like infinity war. I might like it better after I see the second part, but so now I'm trying to get it from the angle of, okay, what is the information that would be useful for you to know, to decide whether you want to see infinity war and would be excited. And I'm arbitrarily trying to limit myself to like six movies. Hmm to make it hard on myself. Mm-hmm. And of course I find myself weighing toward the movies that I liked the best, but like most of the movies I liked the best have been in, I think have, a lot of them, let's put it this way, the phase three or whatever, like the stuff, you know, the stuff in the last like two years. Yeah. Like say, let's say since civil war, I would consider some of those a, the best of the Marvel a cinematic universe, some of them, some of the best and most interesting cinematic universe movies, but also not schmooper essential to getting the general arc. I mean, I don't think you need to have that much Thanos information to see that movie. Do you? Other it's than a hard he's, challenge. It's he's a, hard a challenge. bad, he's a bad dude. Who's yeah. really powerful. I've reassessed. I've reassessed. I think you got, I think one of the most important has to be, I got to save it for the show, but like the first guardians of the galaxy, because that is kind of Marvel now in some ways, you know what I mean? Yeah. It isn't just about like beating up CGI buildings in New York, the right. space, the space and the Dr. Strange, like magical component. Right. It's all been tied together part. and the universe yeah. has been built now, but like candidly. Okay. So like I would say of amongst my three favorites of all time, one of them is black Panther is black Panther essential to seeing infinity war. I would argue no. No, not at all. And it's a bummer. 
but like you know i i they, they introduce Panther. him in infinity war enough that you don't need to yes yeah i wonder right 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 i'm starting to really think about this now what is man well, they, they remember the, the other factor is like i feel like i'm going to score myself extra points if i don't say f- watch 14 movies if i arbitrarily say six movies or you know seven whatever something like that it gets a lot more interesting because then you got to really pick and then you also have to really decide, like, what is the goal here? My goal here, being how I am, is, like, what would you need to see in order to decide if you're excited about a movie like like Infinity War? So, anyway. So, I've been thinking a lot. Thinking a lot. Thinking a lot. You know? Yeah. Like, the second Guardians movie was good. It wasn't magic, but it was good. Yeah. 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 Like that first Iron Man movie's really good. That's still such it's so magic that they pulled that off. We've talked about this many times. I'm a big fan of the first Iron Man movie. And I'll tell you what, haters can suck it. I really like the second one too. Don't like the third. I'm trying to remember the th- there was a third where he was with the kid for half the movie. Oh well, never see me coming. Yeah, I don't I don't like that. Yeah. And they got a little they got a little switch em up. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. We'll switch him up in that one. Uh huh. We got the suit that flies toward him, and then again with the eyeliner and the lipstick. Then Pepper's a robot too. So, yeah, that's I, right. That's I didn't yeah, like that one. It didn't stick to my ribs, you know. Yeah. Uh so that's going on. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that many movies this summer. I don't like the no backpack rule. I'm put off by that. What did I like this summer? I liked Isle of Dogs. I liked um, I liked a few things. There's so much good stuff at home, Dan. You know, there's so many good things, and, and there are movies like I um, I'm trying to get. I made this list of quote unquote grown up movies I want to introduce my daughter to. Yeah, this summer, not not like adult films, but like, like stuff porn that, or yeah, 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 like Christopher Nolan porn. <laughs> and like like five of them are Christopher Nolan movies. <laughs> Which ones, Batman? Uh, well, I'm did trying he do to, anything else? I'm debating. Oh, Dan! I know. I'm debating betwixt. He doesn't listen. No. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> That's like Christopher Nolan's sound. That's just his sense when he makes when he wakes up in the morning. <laughs> My aching bones. Yeah. Uh, you know, Batman Begins is good. We should probably start there. But Dark Knight's so good. But no, last night I showed her the first little bit of Inception. Try and get her excited about Inception. Okay. All right. I think Inception is very good. I'm willing to give Interstellar another spin. I think she'd probably like that. I think The Prestige is a little too weird and sad, but I really like The Prestige. My wife, my wife, whom I love, really actively dislikes The Prestige. Isn't that interesting? It's, yeah. Why, though? Why? What does she not like about I kept it? telling her. You remember, like, you know how things come in twos? Um, <laughs> but there, like, there was, like, two magician movies out at the same time. Yes. The, there was, uh, there was Prestige. the one with and, and uh, the illusionist, the one with Fight Club in it, right? With uh, Ed, 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 Edward Norton. Yep. And Which I is too bad because I, I like Ed, Ed Norton a lot. I, I call him. I Ed. like him too. I call him Ed. But I said, I said to, to my lady, I says, "Are you sure you don't dislike the other magician?" Movie? Right, right. You dislike the illusionist. You like the Are prestige. You sure. I said, you know this one. It's got Wolverine. She says that's the one. No, yeah, but like this one. It's got Michael Caine. She goes, no, that's totally the one I don't like. So we've been kind of going around with that. She's never, she's never seen Inception all the way through. She's never seen Inception all the way through. Can you do a Michael Caine impression? 
I could do an impression of somebody else doing an impression of Michael Caine. All right, let's hear it. it. No, no, no. You got to save it for the show. Do you, do you watch those uh, YouTube videos from the trip? The trip? The trip where the two guys are doing uh, impersonations at each other? Yes, yes. You, you turned me on to that a while back. That's what made me think of it. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> she was only 16 years old. <laughs> uh, I'll have to find that and put it in. The, oh, the they're trip. so good. They're Again, so good. I'm not going to bury another Michael Batman. Kane. <laughs> yeah, try, I found um, it. Try I found the trip it. impersonations or something like that. I got it. I'll put it. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes now. Put it in the show notes. Put it in the show notes. It's in there. You doing good? You sound sanguine. <laughs> Sorry. I That's do have. I uh, so let me see something else. Okay. I have. We had a little project that we did. Oh, good. Uh, is your daughter a patient person? No. My son is... is What's the opposite? She's, she's an unpatient person. Yeah, impatient, maybe? Sure. Um, Sanguine. She, uh, she's she not, like my she's son... Not, she gets... She'll get... She's like your dad in some ways, where once she's got... She's like a dog with a bone. Once she gets focused on something, she gets real into it. But, um, like, sh- she can't wait when, like, for dinner to be put on a plate. Like a dog no, with no, a bone. No. Like a dog with a bone. My son will will not only do that, but like if if I'm like let's say I'm doing something, he'll think of something that needs to okay, let me just take a step back. Okay. So he has gotten recently very much into vintage or even just not necessarily vintage, just old of any kind. Any kind of old console of any kind. Could be handheld, could be Anything. Gaming consoles, gaming consoles, anything. Okay. He loves them. He he is he got into this a while ago, but recently it's like really kicked up to the next level. So now I'm like scouring uh, eBay for him to try and find deals on like old Nintendo handheld devices. So oh, wait, if our listeners have any they want to sell or donate to him, uh, <laughs> hit me up on Twitter. It'd make him very happy. But we found uh, a. Apparently, there's a whole lot of Nintendo DSs. There's he wants one of all of them, even though they're. Tell me, tell me, is that the handheld? Yes, and there's okay. there's a DS, there's a DS Lite, there's a DSi, there's a 3DS, a 2DS. There's all these different DSs. He wants he wants a the complete collection of that, and uh, wow. and 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 his goal is to have like one of everything. And and he the difference between I think co- a collectors and what he's doing he actually uses them he plays lots of games on them and, and really loves them he doesn't just want them on a shelf so he's actively using these things and I had a few of them you know and when I was a kid I had a bunch of different consoles but I didn't save any of it because one I'm dumb and two I thought this is taking up space I'm just gonna get rid but, of that I mean that's what, crazy why that's would like the, you- why would my kid want a fifteen 15- plus year old thing well it's like if you bought it would be like if you i'm not this is not exactly the same thing but it'd be like if you like got you you know you get your first cd player for 80 bucks keep it for 10 years and then you get (laughs) a new one like why would you keep why would you keep the old one like i have a nintendo switch why do i want a ds from 10 years ago whatever but yeah so he wants his stuff so one of the things that he saw he watches a lot of kid-friendly youtube channels and on one of the channels there was a 13 year old kid 14 year old kid who spray painted the top of his DS light uh, to be a different color. And he saw this and thought, well, if a 13 or 14 year old kid can do it, then me and my dad can definitely do it. And I said, okay, this would be a fun little project. So we went and got some uh, Rust-Oleum enamel red spray paint and like taped up the whole thing and spray paint. So I was doing that this morning at seven this morning 
was doing the, the last couple coats on it for him. And it turns out great. It looks really, really good in case you want to do this at home. But of course, wow. because I'm retentive and meticulous about everything, I had to tape up the whole thing, like, like mummify it. I was going to ask. Yeah. Okay. So, so I mummified the entire thing with the blue painters tape, except for the part that we were painting. And through this whole process, you know, I told him, I'm like, he's like, well, you think we could just go and you get the paint. We just do it tonight. I'm like, we're not just going to, we're not just going to do anything just tonight. Uh, oh, you know, I know this one. Step yeah. one. A lot of inspiration seems to come right before bedtime. Oh yeah. I said, step one is we're going to take something that's old and we're going to paint that and see if we like the paint and see how the paint dries and see how your dad does painting with spray paint having not done it since the, you know, underpass on Camino Real in high school. Um, let's see how dad does with a spray paint can. And, uh, you know, so we, he had a little old Minecraft toy block. So we spray painted that and he's like, okay, well it looks good. Let's paint it. Um, no, no, no. It has to dry now. And like, we have to see how it turns out. We have to look at it tomorrow morning. So the morning comes around. He's super, he's like, okay, it looks good. Let's paint it. Oh, no, no. Mm-hmm. we need to tape it up now now we have to tape because if you don't well the kid didn't really let me just show you the video he didn't really tape it up that good i'm like i'm not the 14 year old kid on youtube you only, you only get to ruin something once that's right it <clears> doesn't <throat> take a lot to ruin something it takes almost nothing to ruin it yeah. and so i had as he's like well when can we when can we do that can we do that now no we'll do it tonight mm-hmm. i'll pay, tape it up tonight okay and then we'll paint it no then we'll paint it the next morning why can't we paint it tonight because it's raining really really hard right now and humidity is 95% and you don't want to be doing spray paint in 95% humidity. Also, we can't paint while it's raining. You're a mean dad, but you're a smart dad. You're such a smart dad. I hate hate being that guy. The morning comes around and like, as I'm taping the thing up, you know, like I tape it in, you don't just throw tape on the whole thing. You tape, okay. And you work across it. And he's like, but are you going to put tape over that part? Cause I can still see the, the screen on that part. Like, yes, I'll still be taping it. Okay. Cause there's a part there. You were just going to say that you were going to tape that. Right. I'm like, yes, I was going to tape that. I'm going to tape the whole thing. Like I told you I would tape the whole thing. He's like, okay, but you're not going to forget to do that part on the bottom. Right. I'm like, no, I'm not going to forget to <laughs> do the part that. on the bottom. <laughs> so, uh, we, but I posted to Instagram. I don't know if you're still on Instagram, but, uh, I posted a picture of it just mm. freshly painted on. Did you on put up Instagram. a picture of a red thing? That's the thing. That's it. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. I saw it. That's it. Yep. 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 Caught up now. But uh, look so at that! It looks oh, good. look at that! Looks good. <gasps> it does look good. Good taping. Yeah, a lot of tape. I'll be Hornswoggle. Look at that! Hey guys, welcome to part two of my untaping video. Um, <laughs> right, it's gonna be two parts. Hey guys, <laughs> hey guys! Don't forget to like and subscribe. Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about the great courses. I gotta tell you. <laughs> so this uh, was this was my <laughs> Dubai Friday. Project. Which we I challenge know. each other. We challenge ourselves. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's exciting. So, and then uh, so a worthy a worthy project. How difficult is it to get games for one of these? Uh, they're all over eBay and they're pretty cheap. Uh, depending, Great. yeah, you can get them from you know the 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 crappy games are like seven or eight bucks, and the they still make games though for like a 3ds. Um, and I I was kind of confused why you'd want a DS Lite. If the 3DS that he has that that we got from a generous listener, by the way, um, um, why he would want also to have the the light if you can play the light games on the D the 3DS, but he wants is a completionist, I guess. 
Mm. So that's a, I like projects like this. This is a good project. I, I think it's, it's important to have projects. Good. Yeah. You got to do something with them in the summer. You know, one thing I keep, this is such a me thing. I'm so me. Yeah, you are. But like, I, I so like I, I, I joked in passing or stated in passing, like, isn't it funny? Like my daughter gets the most inspired with new ideas when it's usually the most implausible times to begin anything. Like maybe we're cleaning up the house because the housekeeping lady's going to come. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we're getting ready to leave the house. Like maybe we are getting ready to go to bed. And that's when she, that's, then there's a YouTube video she wants to watch or there's a new knitting project she wants to start. And there's all these kinds of things. And I, I got, this is, I'm going to make this a project. I'm really trying to encourage her to use the notes app. Oh, cool. And she, she thinks this is the craziest thing in the world. I use a shared notes document for lots of things with my family, including that like stuff we want to watch. Like the, the, our movie watch list for the summer, our grown up movies list, um, is shared. And, you know, I'm, of course, I'm the only one that uses it, but like I'm really trying to encourage her to like make that a practice. Like I know you're never going to be a productivity nerd like your dad is, but like <laughs> that capture thing really works. Like when you are excited about something, put that somewhere. This is for the grown ups too. Like when you have an idea, like don't just let it just, you know, go to the winds. Yeah. Like write it down somewhere. And then like now when you're sitting there with your dick in your hand on a Wednesday night, <laughs> you got something you want to do. Oh, right, I wonder what right. I could watch. And you open it up and you go like Killing Eve or whatever. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh sharp objects. I just sharp. watched that la- the other night. It's oh, great. Oh my God. You like that? Oh my God. I watched the first one and then I said to my lady, you got to watch this. And you know, I can't ever make her watch something as closely as I would, would like, but I was like, really watch this. There's so much going on. Did you notice there's a lot going on? I did. And you know, I've, uh, I like her fondness for Led Zeppelin. Oh, me too. But like, there's so much visual storytelling that is going on. And it's like, it never, so far it hasn't gotten to like a whole like Blair Witch level of creepy crazy what's happening. But there's so much happening like in the background. Like when she's at her parents' house, did you notice that? Yeah. Like stuff happening? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's really, so I, I don't want to say I recommend this show because it is very sad and very disturbing and very rough. And I can only imagine something happens in like the second act of this. That's just very difficult. There's a lot in this. It's very difficult, but like Amy Adams. Oh, 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 oh. And the, and the, and the young Amy Adams. Can you believe that girl? I thought that was CGI. You know what I'm saying? That's with the Did short you notice hair how much that girl looks like her? Yeah, she, maybe they're doing a little something. Nope. I checked it. Looked it up. Really? Looked it up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But we were talking about projects. So I'm just saying like right now, you guys, people, team, uh, they go open up a notes thing and type into it things to watch and add a new line. If you're so inclined, add a new line called killing Eve Add, add another line called sharp objects. Like this is, it sounds so dumb. But like, there's all these times where you're like, what am I going to do now? And it's such a good habit. You know what I'm saying? It's a good habit. Yeah. Do you keep lists like that? You don't do that. I don't it's have not really your jam. Uh, lists? Nah. You still have mine like Steel Trap. I don't think I do anymore. Really? Yeah. You feel it slipping? I wouldn't say it's, I feel it slipping. I notice that thing, things are slipping. Yes. Like all in the thumb. Oof. What's tell me more? I think it's an infection. Okay, let's st- pause everything. My thumb ballooned up the other day, and we we're trying to figure out was it because we went to the marine reserve and we're around 
animals and hepatitis and stuff. Because okay. Marine Reserve, we saw a starfish, we saw a bunch of mussels, we saw all kinds of crazy did stuff. Did you get stung or anything? I don't think I did. Have you ever gotten, this is not good radio, but have you ever gotten like an infected, like your nail gets irritated and then it gets all red and puffy? Yeah, sure. I know what you're talking about. Of course. Like if you're the kind of person, like I'm not this person anymore. I used to be a person who bit my nails and things. I don't do that anymore. Good. But sometimes you'll get like a slightly infected yes. nail and yes. it gets puffy. I know exactly what you're talking about. I woke about. up in the middle of the night the other night. Like I, I feel like I was losing my mind. My thumb had like gotten really big. I'm Googling gout. I'm, I'm looking right. at all of these things. How big? Well, wait a minute. How big? It felt, it was big enough to feel shiny. <gasps> And it was incredibly sensitive. Oh, no. And then the next day, there was an L-shaped bruise. Ooh. But now it's getting better, and it's going down. An, L- an L-shaped bruise. It. Yes. I've been uh, putting ice on it and Neosporin. And but I, you're I, saying I, you, you didn't notice anything until the middle of the night. You were fine didn't notice that the middle evening. Of the night. And every- That's the worst kind of thing. You wake well, up, you and something's weird. And it, did you, you get any sleep that night? I don't like going to the doctor. Did you go? No. They're so smug. Oh, I got a stethoscope. Blech. Is there any blistering on it or any no open sore or anything just like a spider bite? Or? No, no. I don't know. Because then, you know, they used to say the spiders lay their eggs in people. I wasn't so lie, much thinking sorry, about lie, eggs. Lie their eggs. As, lie their <laughs> as, as maybe you got stung or bit by something. It's possible, but I didn't see like a white dot or anything. Right. Anyways. I, Can you I, bend you know, it now? Is it moving? Is it oh, yeah. Group? Look at this. You see? Yeah, that looks better. <laughs> Look at me, I'm dancing. Yeah. Dan, can I tell you about something that I like? Yes. I want to tell you about Squarespace. Ah. I yeah, like Squarespace. It's, it's an all it's an all-in-one website. Uh, there's never anything to oh, do, do the read. I just have something I wanted to share. Uh, I'm excited about Squarespace this week. Well, I, yeah, I want to hear all about it. Squarespace is uh, it lets you turn your cool idea into a website. You can showcase the work that you've done. You can blog. You can publish content. You can sell products and services. I mentioned it before, but it's worth mentioning again. My friend, I do a show with about. We talk about watches, and the show is called Unwound. And he he run his whole business is finding and rebuilding and fully servicing. Uh, vintage watches and he goes and he finds these things and he's a watchsmith and so he'll he'll repair them and he uses Squarespace to run his entire business the 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 posting of the images the articles all the stuff that he sells and then people can go there and they can buy the watches right there on the site from him and uh, and he uses their entire shipping system and everything and it's fantastic and you know like, could you do that with like 15 other tools that you assemble by hand yourself and try to put it together and try to get some? Yeah, of course you could. Or you could like do this for pennies a month. Well, it's more than pennies, not very much more. It's some pennies. You could do this simply and easily with one amazing tool. And the site is gorgeous and all their sites are gorgeous. They have these templates that you can then go in and Without any knowledge of HTML or CSS, you just customize, you make it look the way you want it to look. It's incredibly easy to use, and that's the one thing I want to stress, is you can do something as complicated as run a sales business uh, on this. It'll manage you know, everything. It'll manage your shipping. It'll do all of that stuff. Or you can do the kind of stuff that I do, which is like use it to just publish content around a, a cool, maybe a business idea or a gra- you know an album that you've wanted to create or whatever. I mean, there's so much that you can really do with Squarespace if you want to make a website. 
they make it easy to do that. And mm-hmm. tell me about your thing that you've done. I've used um, I've used Squarespace to create new content areas uh, and update content areas. Like just a couple times this week already. Um, the Ungainly X Men Meetup. That's MerlinM.com slash meetup. Hey, look, don't look at the design of the site. Like, I know I need to update it. I did it a real long time ago, and I just haven't spent the time to go apply new templates, and I'm a weirdo. But, like, it's just so easy to go in. You change a couple things, you save, and you're good to go. The other thing I've been doing, I just sent you um, an NVL uh, screenshot, is that uh, I have found myself making Spotify music and YouTube video playlists in the last few weeks and months. And I realized I don't have one place where I've been putting all of those things. And I finally did it. I finally went and I made, you go to MerlinM.com slash playlists. And, uh, and it's just, if you want to go listen to these playlists in Spotify or on YouTube, you can go do that. Now here's the beauty part. Look at that document I sent you. I do all of the typing in NV Alt as markdown formatting. Very nice. Which totally just makes sense to me. You got Octothorps for the H's. You got, you got the brackets and the, you know, I'm not even doing any real WYSIWYG editing. I'm just typing in this text file. I add new lines above. I put in some new HRs and I do that. And then, you know what I do? I just go and select all copy and I go paste it into the markdown field on that page and boom, I've got a website. It's so freaking easy. And I, I love that they honor markdown. Um, it's just so great. I just want to say like this to me, like I'm living the dream right now. Roderick on the <laughs> yeah. line, another podcast I do with your friend, John Roderick. That's all hosted on Squarespace. I've been with these guys since Christ was a corporal. I never look back. Giant nice. fan. I just want to, I want to say, I want to give my official okie dokie. <clears throat> there aren't that many sponsors who get my official okie dokie, but Squarespace is one of them. High praise from Merlin, man. You too can learn about Squarespace and sign up when you're ready. If you go to squarespace.com slash it's your show, You'll get a free trial. And uh, if you want to sign up, use the code It's Your Show. You'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website. Now, they're also a domain name registration company, too. They have over 200 TLDs or extensions, as, uh, as some people say. So you can go and register a domain there. You can do that while you're signing up for a website, or you can just go and get a domain, and you can get 10% off your first purchase of the domain as well using that same code, It's Your Show. So once again, squarespace.com slash It's Your Show. Just going there supports our show. And uh, when you're ready to sign up, offer code It's Your Show gets you 10% off your first purchase. So go check them out. And we appreciate the ongoing support of Squarespace. Thanks, Squarespace. Buck, buck. Clarion call. <clears throat> Playlists are fun. I'm working on a new one. I was working on, actually, when you uh, called me on the telephone, I was working on a new one. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Because whenever I get sad about what's happening in the news, I make a new playlist and then share it with people. Yeah. Because I want to buck people up a little bit. Okay. So, and these are these are all in notes. If you want to go see this sort of thing. What was my last one? Oh, yeah, I did, I did like a big pop list, a bunch of pop. I did some uh, videos I watched that make me happy. I'm doing one now. I'm going to change the name right now. It's called Some Girls. And it's just really good songs uh, sung by women. And I'm going to put that out probably today or so. Okay. It's fun to make playlists. It's a very fun thing to do. And people genuinely seem to like it. Oh, no, it's great. People love to find new music based on what their friends are listening to. Or like if you're a middle-aged man like me, you can go back and listen to stuff you liked in the uh, 90s. That's all I do anymore. Somebody wants... I was just listening to that dumb song. That song is better than people say. Do they say it's not good? Well, it's kind of a joke and a meme. But like, uh, I, I was, uh, had to do something related to All Star yesterday for a Roderick on the Line episode. And I was listening to the song and it's like, that chorus is very interesting. 
It's a very interesting chorus. How so? Uh, I mean, I you know, hey now you're an all star, get your game on, yeah. But like, think about like, so his vocals are pretty straightforward, but the um, guitar figure and the chords and the progression are kind of withholding, and it like it creates this really nice tension. It's a really good song. Did I ever make you watch the Adam Neely video about how All Star is a fractal? The the song All Star is a fractal. Yes. I don't think so. So, you know, a fractal is like a self-replicating pattern. Uh, I, won't, I don't want to spoil it too much. I'll put this in show notes. Um, I'm forever talking up Adam Neely because I really like his videos. Uh, it's a, uh, I'm putting in notes right now. It's called Musical Fractals. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for you, but essentially uh, he goes in and if you speed up All-Star a thousand times, it still sounds like All-Star. It's really, really weird. <laughs> <laughs> and he does it like a step at a time he'll like speed it up a little bit and a little bit more and it doesn't sound like anything but then when he gets to like a thousand times sped up it sounds like all-star again. is that true for everything that, or just all-star that does that i was guessing i wonder if that's true for for i'm, I'm just pulling this out of my ass but i wonder if, for example if paco bell's canon would do that maybe it's a universal thing that like if you speed something up it's like what if they sped mm. us up like a thousand times would it just become the Some same conversation do. again that's how i listen to so many podcasts how else could i listen to 14 how podcasts else could i listen to 14 podcasts um the uh he but he he describes i think it's in this video i've watched some of this guy's videos but he explains how basically rhythm is tone like everything's vibrating title um, but you know, really those are yeah. just all just different waveforms. Yeah. And when you speed them up, it turns into like, you've probably been in like in the studio or working on a task cam and you fast forward and it goes, and you hear like these patterns. Yeah. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. And so but the, when you speed something way, way up, it just, it turns into the, the rhythm of those notes creates new tones. It just happens that in the case of all star, it replicates itself at a thousand times speed. I put it in show notes and I'd appreciate it if you would watch I it. I want to watch it. You don't have to watch it now. I want to. Adam Neely's very good. He's the one who explained that Stevie Wonder song I like. So, anyways, uh, thanks to Squarespace. My problem with my daughter's phone was easy to fix. Okay, what was it? Well, remind the what, folks of what the problem was. and and I spent all this time getting a SIM card and setting it up, this is last week's episode, which I think is called Bad Tech Dad. And this is the titular Bad Tech Dad part. Um, I, um, but I sent my kid off to camp and her freaking phone didn't work. She wasn't getting, it was actually so, so easy to fix. It was as simple as restarting the phone and having them like resend the okie dokie signal. Mm-hmm. But Dan, I checked. I have spent more time on the phone with AT&T in the last 10 days than I've spent on phone calls with anybody else in the last month. Really? Isn't that telling? Basically, I, the reason I, the way I use my iPhone as a phone is to talk to AT&T about problems with my account. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because then guess what happened? We got the text. The text that we get around this time of month. And they said, hey, as a benefit to you, uh, you know, you're out of bandwidth, so now we're kicking you down to 128K. <laughs> No, <laughs> which is barely fast enough to order a lift. No, and I went in and I said, "Look, you got me again." I had a whole story about this on Roderick about when we were camping and this happened to us, and it was just went very, very badly. But you, you can't even obviously. Gosh, why would you want something as silly as being able to buy extra bandwidth until your month restarts? Who would offer that kind of madness? Not an offer. 
The other thing was I went in and I said, okay, fine, screw it. I'm going to change my plan. I'll do it. I'll go. All of my devices, I buy it. We buy pretty much all the devices that were there that have been bought in the last few years are all unlocked. Right. So we're not under contract for anything, but like, I was like, fine. I go in long story short. I think I said this last week. The AT&T website is not good. No, it's not good for, do you ever have occasion to use it for anything more than like paying the bill? Not, I don't even want to do that anymore. It's a really, really bad website. I mean, aside from, aside from all the obvious things, like they're constantly pushing products in your face. I'm trying to like, like there's all, there's different ways to do all kinds of things. And then you got to reauthorize and like, Forget trying to do it on an iOS device. The only way I can do this is on my laptop. But um, but so guess what? Hey, hey, we just got dinged. Literally, after I sent my kid off to school the next day, and I think it was Wednesday when it was fixed, and now we're back down. And I don't know if you've ever gotten dinged by AT&T and gone down to the low. I mean, it's like, it's, it's like being on a modem. It's really, really bad. It's just so much so that it's difficult to do things. Like I said, like order a lift. We had to go and get on Wi-Fi to order a lift the other oh, day. God. That's um, backwards. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Well, it is, you know, it's their kind of like onerous way of saying like, Hey, do you need tips on using Wi-Fi? Cause you're totally screwed on your, mm. so I went in and I was trying to do that. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I finally got on the phone again. Very nice lady at AT&T. And supposedly everybody who's on the plan that I'm on right now is going to get their bandwidth doubled for slightly more, but most at the same cost when the cycle restarts this month. So it didn't even make sense to change it. I had eight days left on the month. This is not interesting, but AT&T is a monstrous company and they drive me crazy. And now with the net neutrality stuff going away, who knows how much worse it's going to get. Monstrous. Monstrous. I mean, imagine if you had, had these kinds of dealings, imagine you lived in an urban area Mm -hmm. where there was a single supplier of let's say electric. I know this is a point many people have made better than I ever will, but imagine that you had to go in and like negotiate what kind of electric package you want for your house and how much electric you'll get at the various times of day. And like, it's just, it's, it's a utility. It's, I mean, like it's so crazy that you can't just go in, pay a simple fee and just get bandwidth. It's just, it's so strange to me. It would be like a bodega saying, I'm sorry, you bought all the water you can have for the month. You have to wait until the month starts over. It's so weird. It's a dumb company. So anyway, that's fixed. Everything's working great. Um, and it's nice to have, it's nice that my, my kid can text me now. It's nice. I feel like a less bad tech dad. Less bad tech dad. Yes. Mm. I had another title and I've already forgotten it. Everything is vibrating. Uh, everything. Oh, that's pretty good. Sanguine. <laughs> everything <laughs> is vibrating. What else is new? Had a couple things. Um, I want to talk about one of my summer projects, maybe right. as our kind of main topic this week. Are you, and you just, painting a Nintendo DS? It's up there. I covered this uh, on a Reconcilable Differences uh, that'll come out this week, but I went over all my little projects that I'm doing, playing guitar, playing Frisbee with my daughter. Um, and I want to talk about one of those with you because I think it's an interesting idea for okay. a project. let's hear it. I also want to mention in passing... A good book folks might want to look at that I've been looking at. It's a book about anxiety called Stopping the Noise in Your Head. Um, I've been reading it on my Kindle, and it's uh, it's real good. You should maybe check it out. It's right. pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I think to get really helped with anything, you probably have to go to a doctor and get medicine. Yeah. But a really sensible, maybe slightly CBT-ish way about thinking about your feelings and your uh, anxieties. He talks a lot about OCD. Um 
just this very interesting idea that like we have to learn to distinguish signal from noise, hence the the titular noise. Right. The idea is like there's a signal that tells you there's something that isn't right, and then there that's about what he calls your content. But then you've got all this noise around it, and we end up trying to address the noise rather than trying to address the problem with the signal. And if you can't do anything about the signal, then maybe the noise will get worse. Well, how do you deal with that? Just a book folks might want to check out, Stopping the Noise in Your Head. For, you know, that. for a lot of people, I think, and, and I can tell you this from the feedback that we get about this show and certainly from the feedback that I have seen come through um, more for John on, on Roadwork, um, that uh, hearing about people who have issues, like hearing from them, whether it's us talking about, you know, whatever, anxiety or, or, or other things like that, or um, or other issues. Struggles. Struggles. A lot of the yeah. time, I think hearing about it and then hearing how the person, in this case, me or you or John, has addressed it, that, for whatever reason, it makes people feel better about taking taking that kind of a path. For a lot of people, the idea of like actually going to a therapist to talk about the issues or maybe even getting prescribed something like people will hear that and say, oh, I'm not like, I'm not the kind of person that goes to therapy or I'm not the kind of person that would do that. Or in some cases I don't need that or yeah. that's not for yeah. me. And then when or, they, or, or like you're like, you're implying that can't be for me. Right. I could I could never go. I can't even conceive of myself being however many steps away from where I am now to where I'm actively doing something about it in a way that makes me confront this thing that I hate. That's a great point is the confrontation part and where you actually have to say, you know what, this, this is a problem and I need to do something about it. I was talking to my, my wife this yeah. morning uh, in, a, in an unrelated to, to mental health conversation where, um, you know, where we were just talking about exercise and fitness and things like that. And um, she does a, occasionally, she'll do like an intermittent fast thing i think it's like one day a week she won't like she won't mm -hmm. eat anything till dinner time or something and she's lost a bunch of weight uh doing this she's like below her high school weight now and it's like um, you're shocking the system or something yeah and and so she was saying you know she's like you've actually you know she knows i don't like i haven't fasted but i exercise a, a regularly and i said well it's it's really easy to do something when the alternative is a great deal of pain and discomfort and inability to do basically anything that you want to do in your life, you know, like when you're in real pain uh, and you find that the way to fix it is to go work out in a gym a few times a week. Uh, it's easy to find the motivation to do that because the alternative that it was horrible. The alternative yeah. is, is constantly taking Advil and icing your back and laying in bed four or five days out of the month. And you know, like that sucks. So if the alternative is I get to go to the gym and feel pretty good afterwards and get all these other benefits, like it's easy to find the motivation to do that when the alternative is a nightmare. But what I think yeah. a lot of people don't realize is that, that the things that they may be struggling with can be resolved, not always with drugs, but sometimes, and, and that that's a good thing. And that, um, and that, you know, they need to just take the step to do it and see and go and find out and that, that there's nothing bad about doing that. And they're not a horrible person if they need to go talk to somebody about their troubles. Like that's, yeah. that's a good thing. Uh, it's, you know, it's the old, the old, um, kill Fronstall line of, you know, people who say, I can't meditate. Why? My mind is, is, is too crazy to meditate. I can't do it. It's like saying you're too sick to go to the doctor. Um, but you know, we don't all want to go to the doctor, Mr. Thumb. So Yes. Go to the doctor for your thumb. 
Okay. Um, the other thing is, and I can't decide if I, I hope that this is useful because it, it, it is, it is so obvious, mm-hmm. but it's and disappointingly small as a step. But I really, really, really believe this. I think that whatever it is that you're, you're struggling with in life or whatever it is that's like out there in front of you, like if it was easy, it would already be fixed. Right. right? We've, we've already solved all the simple problems for the most part, or at least we've solved the easy problems. Let's put it that way. Um, I think for most of us, everything that we struggle with is a struggle because it feels like a struggle that can't be beaten. Mm. I, I really, I really believe that. Like in your heart, the reason you're pushing something away, the reason you're you're avoiding, or the reason that you're having um, bad feelings about something is because it feels like it it can't and won't be fixed. At least in a way where you remain intact with the integrity of how you think about yourself. I think that's that's a big part of it. So, so all I would offer is that um, I got a couple angles on this. I, I think you're, I think you're right. Everything you're saying is correct. I think another way to phrase it, or maybe alongside that is like, sometimes it's really, it's difficult when something is that perfect storm of depressing and, uh, something that makes you depressed. It's something that makes you sad. Maybe it's something that makes you ashamed mm. when it's something, but it's something that feels so much a part of who you are at this point where you have walked this path or you have experienced this thought, whatever it is, you, this is so, you almost can't imagine yourself not having it. I'm not saying you're happy having something like anxiety or depression or whatever it is, but like, it really feels like it's a part of you. Right. And it's, it's so much a part of you that like you're all suitcase and no handle. Like there's, there's no way to get any distance from what you are perpetually feeling. Mm. And sometimes it takes different kinds of paths to get you to a place where you have even the tiniest bit of distance from it. And eventually if you, if one were to go into like reading or therapy or drugs or whatever it is, you discover eventually that part of it is like to stop feeling that so acutely, whatever that is, to stop feeling that this is an inescapable part of who you are for all time until you die and maybe after it's, it's this ability, like if in something like a mindfulness practice, it's that ability to realize that what you're feeling is a thing that you're feeling. It's this, a thought is a thought that I am having. Right. You know, you can, you can look at that a million ways. You could start, I mean, no, this is all very facile if you're somebody who's completely wound up in their own sadness. But like, again, imagine it's a fish you're trying not to catch. Imagine it's a cloud you can't touch, but you can just watch go by. Do you want to spend the rest of your life chasing a cloud? Like, that's a thing that's going to go by. That feeling is something that is not you. It does not have to be you. And I think sometimes it's emotional. The, 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 first, the first step is sometimes emotional. The first step is sometimes very intellectual. Sometimes it's an intellectual way of saying, like, you give somebody a paradigm or, an, as, you, as I said before, like a handle for their suitcase. You give them something where they can ideate what it is that's happening to them and what could be different. And that intellectually gives you a way of saying, oh, I understand what that's like. Mm -hmm. Like when my shrink first said that your brain is a bunch of pipes and wires, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I can, I know that's not true per se, but as an analogy, that makes a lot of sense. Right. And it helps you, it helps you understand. It helps you, it helps you to, to understand what's happening, but maybe more importantly, it gives you, uh, I don't know a better word than paradigm. It gives you a model for thinking of this as something that is happening to you rather than something that is who you are. And, and that's something that'll take a long time for most of us to get to is that what is happening is not who we are. It doesn't have to be. But so on the one hand, like I said, there's that, that intellectual part, but there can also be the kind of emotional way in, which is like, can you even for a minute imagine, um, 
I say laughing at yourself. I don't mean like taking the mickey, but I mean, can you imagine a day when you'll find humor in how your mind works right now? How would you take steps towards seeing humor? A combination of, I would say, humor and curiosity. Is there any way to find humor and curiosity in whatever you are experiencing right now? I know that seems impossible, but try that as a model. Try that as a way of saying like, isn't this a funny thing that's happening? Isn't this an interesting thing that's happening? And and that can be a very emotional thing. You may have emotions that you haven't had for a long time because you're saying it's okay to have this emotion. Right. You don't have to be scared of all emotions. Right. Emotions are not going to kill you. Emotions are a thing that you're feeling. And, and, and like I say in this book, um, this um, Stopping the Noise in Your Head book, he talks a lot about especially people uh, with, you know, to be candid, more uh, extreme things than I have, but people with very intrusive thoughts about things like, you know, along the lines of is the iron turned off kind of stuff. Sure. And it's, you know, he's just presenting this model for being able to like take that moment and pause and then realize how much you are ruminating on a signal versus how much you are participating and continuing to build the noise. So this is all, we're talking very much in the generic here, but like if you are suffering right now or you are struggling right now, I don't know. I'm not just going to tell you to go call an 800 number. You do what you think is right. But imagine that things could be different and this doesn't have to be who you are. And maybe sometimes that can help a little bit. If you need help, get help. Everybody's going to tell you that, though. I'm going to say, you know, if you've been the person who hears that a thousand times and hasn't done anything about it, your pal Merlin is just here to say that it can be different. It can change. That does not have to be. It can be different. Yeah. But like before you get to better, it has to be just less shitty. And like today, you could decide just for the sake of argument that it's going to be less shitty today and really internalize that. And you mean you'll need to think differently. You'll need to decide differently. You'll need to do differently. But first, be aware that this can be different. And that begins with you imagining that it can be different. That's so boring. But that's what keeps you locked up in these loops that make you feel like a crazy person, is imagining that it's always going to have to be a certain way. So um, I don't know. I mean, there's the, we've talked about this from a million angles in the past. But um, hang in there, everybody. i got a playlist coming. <laughs> hey, the kids came out of the cave. That was good. The kids came out of the cave in Thailand. Oh my God. I can't believe that is going to be such a movie. You know, that's going to be such a movie. You know, that had to be going through their mind at some point. But I was saying to my daughter this morning, because we haven't talked about it too much because it's a very sad story. But I was like, you know, the crazy part about this is they were in there for like 10 days. Like nobody even knew where they were. Right. Well, the, the horrible part we know about trying to get them out is after they'd been in there for 10 days. My kid doesn't like to be in a lift for 20 minutes. Oh no. Can you imagine being in a cave? Guys, stay out of caves. That's my advice to you. Tell me about something you like. I would like to tell you all about, guess what? Slack. What? Slack. 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 Our sponsor is Slack. And we would like to say thanks very much. They make it easy to talk and collaborate with other people, regardless of what kind of work is that you do. You keep the people who are on your team or who are important to you to talk to in, in, in the loop. And you do it without tons and tons and tons of email that's the thing is there's so much email and most of the time you don't need to do things over email. It just takes up more space. And the other thing about email that's worth mentioning is either you're CCing every single person in the company or the email is just between you and one other person. And I don't know about you, but I like the less email I get, the better. But for some reason, talking to a whole bunch of people in Slack is fun and rewarding 
and not like being CC'd on an email with 10 other people. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because it's more immediate, maybe because it's more fun, but it lets you organize your conversations and information. It's closer to discussion. I don't mean to interrupt you. No, you're, that's you're, not you're, the problem. When you, you get all mad or you get all frustrated or you get all whatever and you send an email and go Meh, and walk away. But like if you're having a conversation with somebody, you are likely to be more of your best self right. when you're talking to somebody. Right. And it's, you're talking to a person and the person is talking to you. And if there's a misunderstanding or, uh, or a disagreement or just a misstatement, you can correct that. You, you, if you fix that and go, oh, no, no, this is what I meant. Instead of like sitting there and steaming over an email somebody sent you at 2 a.m. on a Saturday. Exactly. And it's very immediate. And they have great features where if, if somebody is offline, uh, you, can, you can set up like when they snooze and when they get notifications and things like that. So they're not being bothered. But when they come back, they'll see everything that's there and they can respond immediately. It works great for people who are in different time zones. All of this stuff is really, really cool. And of course, they've got an app for your phone, which is where I use it half the time. Someone will ask a question because we have a, a fireside slack Someone will ask a question and I'll see it and I'll be able to answer right there on the phone. I don't have to wait until I'm quote unquote doing email. I can just jump in and answer and it, it makes things so easy and so convenient. And there's one thing I was actually working with uh, a developer this morning and he was saying, oh, here, you know, I'm seeing this thing on my screen. And uh, and I said, well, why don't, why don't you just take a quick screenshot and, and paste it in? And he said, OK, I'll, let me save it to my desktop. I said, you don't even have to do that. Shift, control, command. Uh, and uh, four, and then you can uh, select the area of your you screen. You always talk about this, and I've never Shift, tried it. Control, try Command, four. That will give you a little um, reticle. Is that the way I'm saying that right? So that you can select an, an area of your screen. But if you have do Shift, Control, Command, four, and hit Spacebar, you can then take a screenshot of a whole window as you move the cursor around, which becomes a camera. You can just put it over a window, and the whole window will turn blue. But what if with the addition of, of Control, instead of just um, Shift, Command, four, if you do Shift, Control, Command, four, it will put it in the clipboard. And if you're smart enough to use the Slack app, you can just Command, V, and paste it, and it will it will slack smart enough to say, Oh, you want to upload this image. You don't even have to do so that intermediate cool. step of, so they're, they're on board they They know what's going on and, and they have such a great service. I'm really, really thankful every day that I get to use slack and you can start for free. Uh, and then once you're serious about it, or once you have enough people or once you're running a business or whatever, you can upgrade because it makes teamwork so much better. Everyone that I know is using slack. I just had another friend of mine who, who he would show up on Slack sometimes and I'd be able to chat with him there because I invited him to my Slack and then he would not be there. And he told me the other day, he's like, as a company, we're all on Slack now. So I'll be in there all the time. And people, I think, like this a lot better than getting a messages notification on their phone or something. Uh, it, it's keeps You can kind of keep work in one place and that's really nice too. So go check it out, Slack, where work happens. It's at slack.com, S-L-A-C-K, slack.com. Thanks, Slack. Buck, buck. Big fan. Well, now that the embargo, I want to tell you about my uh, project, but now the embargo is over. Yeah, for the unicorn. <clears throat> this, I wrote you this morning. <laughs> this, is, this is one of my favorite of these yeah, emails tell me we've gotten. Tell me. Because, like, you know, what I do is, uh, as part of my practice, is uh, usually Tuesday mornings, I go through and I look to emails that people have sent us. Mm-hmm. And we have not gotten that many emails from people. Lately, but boy, the hits just keep on coming. And I, I dug all the way to the bottom of the barrel to this one, uh, which I love from June 13th. <clears throat> this is the subject line. This is addressed to Dan. I said, subject line with lots of weird capitalizing. 
newest future of work unicorn. <laughs> Inter- newest future of work unicorn. Uh-huh. Interview CEO ahead of funding announcement. <laughs> and Le- Leroy says, hi, hi, Dan. Would you be interested in speaking under embargo with the CEO and founder of our newest unicorn? That's helping global businesses accelerate their digital transformation and take the first steps toward robotic process automation. I mean, yes, to, the answer is yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> if you're happy to agree to an embargo, I can share additional details about the company's newest round of funding that will be announced on the week of June 25th and values the company at $1 billion. As well as, this is so poorly written, as well as information about its rapid international growth and well-known customers. Dan, it's their newest unicorn. It's their newest unicorn. Yeah. Did you did you see my name showing up as like in purple? Like uh, in the email I, to you, is it purple? No. See, is when, it on yours? Yes. And I don't know oh, if God. that's something mail is doing or it's a bad if, mail merge. If it's purple, <laughs> no, or you know it's a bad mail merge. It's like anytime I get an email and the font yeah. changes, Part of it times. Uh, I just I can't I can't. It's I like know. any respect I had for the spammer is now gone and. This, Yes, I yeah, saw you, one. I got one. Recently. Have some respect for the spammer, yeah, but well, no yeah, respect. They're doing. They have a job to do. I understand. He's I a senior that. account supervisor. I'm not going to say the name of the company because screw these jackals. But that's the stupidest name for a company I've ever heard. Yeah, it's not a good name. It sounds like a '90s rap song. <laughs> Break. <laughs> I had an email that came in. Hi, and then parentheses. Insert first name here. Close parentheses. <laughs> Is like, that a request? <laughs> really? You're sending me that? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I finally hmm. I called Cision, 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 That company that that got our email and sent it to everyone. I called oh, them on the phone. No kidding. I called them on the phone and I said, uh, I said, listen, and I I don't like to fudge things, but I figured this is the only way I it would work, so I fudged it. Okay. And I said, I said, listen, I, I said, I'm 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 on your list. I'm dying. I've I've tried so many times to use your website to take it off, but I feel like every time I've done that, I'm ad- I'm adding it back somehow. And she's like, "Okay, well, I can help you." I said, "She's like, do you not want to be contacted?" And this is where I did the fudge. I said, "Listen," I said, she had already looked at my email, and she sounded a little like, "Well, maybe I don't want to take it out." You know, like this, this is good. This is good for you. That's their business. And I, oh, I, and I was like, I, I was like, "Listen, I'm a stay at home dad." And uh, I just don't need to get all these emails anymore. She says, "Oh, we have you down as a, a podcast media influencer or something. You, 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 <laughs> don't, you don't do that anymore." Oh, haven't I done s- that for a dog's age. I said, I, "I don't even remember the last time I did a podcast." She's like, Ugh. "Oh, okay. Uh, well, we can we can take you off. Yeah, you don't need to be getting these emails." I'm like, "Yeah, please take me off." She's like, "No problem. We'll take you off." Nice. And I said, "Do you do you know if this will affect?" you know, just stuff going forward or are people pulling? She's like, well, yeah, anyone who's already bought the list, uh, mm-hmm. they can still, they'll still probably keep sending it to you. I'm like, and then they can sell it to other people. Right. She's like, oh, so we, we don't, we the, don't know what they do. So should we change it again? Yeah, I probably should change it again. But like the day after we changed it, it was like, I know. we should force people to use a form. I hate to do that. But, <laughs> I know we should. Um, yeah. Thanks guys. It's great. It's great to be contacted as a <laughs> media influencer. Yeah. Jackals or brand um, influencer. We're putting a little uh, what? what they, they some guy was something like media influencer or brand influencer. Or brand something. influencer. Yeah, was, yeah. So I was reading that to my wife this morning, and uh, so now, <laughs> hang on. 
<laughs> settle down. Not a big deal. I have renamed uh, taking a dump as funding the unicorn. <laughs> Honey, you guys I don't want to go there. Just fund, just funded the unicorn. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> that's 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 the best. Leroy <laughs> Jenkins. Okay, so this is quick. We're running long time. I'll make this quick. I got a bunch of. Th- I'm officially calling these my summer intentionalities. I just wanted to mention one corny one that I do that I thought um, will not appeal to everybody, but I think it's interesting because it brings together several things that I've obsessed over in the past. Uh, one of my basic summer intentionalities that is kind of ill-formed, but the basic idea is, and again, I talked about that. Talk about this on the upcoming reconcilable differences. But I realized that I. Um, Looking at my phone first thing in the morning hmm. doesn't make me happy. Right. Because I find myself going through this rote set of things that I do. I look at my sleep app. I look at Twitter. I look at email. I, <laughs> I got to do all the things. Like find out like what's going to provoke me first thing this morning. I'm not even out of bed yet. I'm getting provoked. I know this is a, a well-trodden topic. This is my little half acre of this. You can take it or leave it. I want to do less of that. But I, in particular, I've decided my way to start is very, very modest. Which is um, what I want to work toward is a minimum of screen interaction before noon on Sundays. Okay. Very modest. The even more modest version of that that I'm trying right now is no screens for the first hour that I'm up. Which is harder than it sounds. No, that does sound very hard. Well, it's it's difficult for two reasons. One reason is I like looking at my phone. Apparently, I do it a lot. <laughs> you must I mean, like it iOS 12 tells me I pick my phone up hundreds of times a day. Um, but it's a two-pronged thing because there's always two things with me. On the one hand, um, that there are things that, I, that I, I want to do on my phone. Like I want to go look at Twitter. Or I want to go look at the news or whatever. But there's stuff I quote-unquote have to do because my iPhone is the device or my iPad. These are the devices through which I understand and manipulate the world. You know, there's lots of stuff that like even if that's something as simple as like the sleep, one of the sleep apps I've been doing that I've actually abandoned, like involves being turned off in the morning. So I got to unlock my screen. I got to click the button. I'm going to see the notifications, all that kind of stuff. Yes, even on iOS 12, because you have to unlock the screen to go in and turn this off. So once the screen is unlocked, now Pandora's box has been opened. So I just wanted to mention like a very Merlin man, dumb thing that I'm trying. I wanted to toss out to people. I'm not saying you should do this. But it's been very interesting and informative. So here's the nut of it. The nut of it is I'm going to minimize, I'm going to basically say no screens at all for the first hour and then as little interaction as possible in the morning on Sundays in particular. But you can guess that there's other parts to this that you can see coming a mile off. Yeah. One is, A, uh, anything I have to do that involves technology, guess how I have to do it? On the computer? iPad voice voice. So, so you're, you, you can technically you can use those kinds of services, but I don't want to be pecking on a screen. Right. Until noon. <clears throat> now, if I want to do stuff like change the lighting in the room, mm-hmm. remind myself of something, any of that stuff, there's a part two to this, but part one is to the extent possible, just for that one to three hour period or whatever it is, try and use voice exclusively. And guess what's going to happen? Why? You're going to get frustrated. Yeah. And that's where part two comes in. Part two is, this is also a nice time to do some journaling. So you get a notebook and you write some things down. And in that time that you're not using your screen, you are using that time with a notebook. And that could be however you want to think of journaling. It could be making lists. It could be writing things down. I'll tell you one thing that's going to be real handy. Write down everything you're frustrated that you can't do right now. 
You could have a list of intentionalities of things that you are, I am not looking at Twitter today. I am not doing this. I'm not having Donald Trump in my brain for three hours. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, you could write that on a page. Um, you could also, like I say, you could also write down things that you need to do later once you do have access to technology. This will be more instructive than you imagine. I can tell you because I've been doing it for three weeks. It will be instructive because, first of all, you will feel, if you're me, how much you are pulled toward using those devices in a way that has is like second nature. Like, I don't have to think about, like, using the bathroom. I just go and use the bathroom. And it's kind of like that with the phone at this point. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm always using it for all kinds of stuff. Right. So it will be very interesting to realize the extent to which you are cleft to your phone. Second, by doing stuff like journaling or writing on a piece of paper, um, you will have the opportunity to see what you can do when you don't have the screen. Are there things that you would like to write down? And you can even, like I say, you can, on the one hand, write down your bitches about stuff that you wish you could do. You could also write down stuff that you need to do. Maybe that's your grocery list today. But this is this will also get very interesting um, with iOS 12. Because remember, and I've started playing with this a little bit, workflow is now shortcuts. So you now have a way to make very powerful um, chains of activity hmm. on iOS and HomePod that can be engaged by using your voice through Siri. So start thinking about that. Like start, and you know, you know me, I'm always pushing for the voice thing because I think that's where things are going. Start thinking about, if you're interested in this, all you need is one device to not use. (laughs) And uh, you will, I think you might, one might find this a very interesting experiment because it's going to, it's going to show you how much you want to use the screens. It's going to show you how frustrating it is when you can't. It's going to show you how much stuff you have to use a screen for. Oh my God. It's going to show you what can be surprisingly accomplished using your voice. It's going to show you what you wish you could accomplish using your voice. And finally, in a very old school way, it's going to make you be an old man and use a notebook for a morning. Go read the New York times instead, but have that notebook nearby you all day for that morning part. And uh, I just encourage people to uh, consider trying this experiment. You what have you surprised. What have you noticed are the benefits from it primarily? I haven't noticed that much benefit. I noticed mainly how difficult it is. But I do. I do find <laughs> honestly. But isn't that isn't that what meditation is? Yes. Right. That's what I really notice. It's like, damn it, this is so hard to do because there's so much stuff where I really have to think through how would I do this. Because a lot of like a way that I you know, beat back the devil dogs. It was with stuff like making lists, whether that's a list of stuff I know I need to get from the grocery store or stuff like, like, like for example, I had an idea for the show the other day and I wasn't sure where to put it. And my home pod was being super balky about like allowing me to make a note. And I was like, that's really crazy. And so, but you're, but you're doing multiple things. You're noticing multiple things and like, and you're sitting in that frustration and realizing on the one hand, isn't that interesting that I'm so frustrated. And second are there other avenues that I could take where I could be streamlining lots of stuff in my life by learning to use voice or by using a notebook? That's all I'm saying. You still, you can use your phone. Like if you have to, you can use your phone. It's okay, but like do it enough to make it annoying. And that's how you'll know it's working. I'm down with that. I think that's fine. Yeah. It's just an idea. You know, I definitely, I definitely think that a, you know, they talk, we, we have talked many times about how regardless of what the science says behind it, that anecdotally and perhaps scientifically looking at screens and blue light screens before you go to bed at night or even in the evenings can be problematic. So we've talked about the little glasses. I'll put the link to my glasses that I wear in mm-hmm. the evening, the blue blocker things that fit over my regular glasses 
how helpful they are. But we haven't really talked a lot about like the fact that people who, who are trying to help you sleep better always say, there's really only two things you should be doing in your bedroom. You know, yep. one of, one of them is sleeping and the other and, one and inserting your shoe trees. Yeah. The other one isn't uh, looking at your phone or sitting, watching, laying in bed, watching TV in bed with a computer on your stomach and a phone in your hand. The, these, <laughs> this is not an ideal, but the same, it's not just evenings that you want to sanitize your bedroom and sleep environment. It's the mornings too. And how many of us are guilty of waking up in the morning and picking up our phone, not just to see what time it is, but you know, maybe I'll just check an email and see what's going on on Twitter. Maybe Instagram has something to offer or right. whatever screen, it is. Screen time is going to tell the story on that. Screen yeah. time, when you're on screen time in iOS 12, it really is illuminating to see how much time you spend on that. But you know, just, so I'm not a scientist, but like my understanding is that the, the doubt about the blue light at night stuff, it's, it's not, uh, what I the, the latest that I have heard, and this may have been updated since, but for a long time we thought, okay, if you minimize the amount of blue mm-hmm. in the screens that you're watching, that helps. And I think it can it, I think it doesn't hurt. I think the more prevailing conventional wisdom is avoid screens full stop. Yes. If you're trying to get to sleep. If it really matters, like for example, the amount of change that night shift brings to your phone is not physiologically different enough. Your phone would be virtually unusable if it took out enough blue to actually cause a physiological difference, I think. But That's interesting. But you're also you're putting on your glasses, you're you are building a habit. You're not laying in bed staring at an all the way on blue screen right. in the middle of the night. Right. So again, sort of like, you know, CF my earlier comments about making small these small changes. Like if you're developing a habit that tells you it's bedtime, I mean, I think you're going the right way, for sure. And I like those orange glasses. They really, like we've said so many times, when you put these orange glasses on that kind of filter out the blue lights, at first they seem weird when you have them on, but they seem 20 times weirder when you take them off. Yeah. You realize how bright everything is. Everything's so bright. Everything. It, like it hurts your eyes. It's like you're walking out of a cave too soon. <laughs> like Chilean miners. That's, uh, yeah. that's going to be it for this week on Back to Work. All right. You good? You feeling sanguine? Very, now I am. Now I am. Why, this is hell, nor am I out of it. <laughs> Let's button this up. <laughs> All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. Waka-punka-bada, wapa-dupa-daba.